grace to you and peace from him who is and who was, who's coming again, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text, as I said, is the meditation based on on Luke chapter 8, read to you just a few moments ago. The text is all about scary stories. There are some of us, I'm sure, who enjoy a good scary story, but if you're not one of them, maybe you wonder about those of us who are, why we could be so fascinated. Researchers have shared your concern, have studied the issue, and they've coined a term, the horror paradox. They found that when people are afraid, you know as well, the heartbeat increases, the blood pressure spikes, palms sweat, muscles tense, knees start to knock. But when you hear a scary story or you watch a scary movie, you can enjoy the, the rush of all of that fear, but you do so from a relatively safe place. In St. Luke's Gospel, there's a whole series of scary stories, and we get to observe them from a very safe place. We get to take part in the paradox. But just before this scary story, there is another scary one in which the disciples were nearly scared to death, caught out on the Sea of Galilee in the midst of a storm. And with them for a moment, I want you to feel the wind blowing through your hair. Feel the boat violently rocking, the water sloshing in from all directions. They were afraid that they were going to drown and die. But Jesus stood and rebuked the wind and the waves, and there was this great calm. And then Luke says, then they were afraid. And they marveled, and they asked one another, Who is this? Even the wind and the water obey him. Here the disciples asking again today, Who is this Jesus? And if that wasn't enough for one day, when they arrived at shore, they landed in Gentile territory, near a herd of pigs, out near a cemetery, and once again, the scenario is set up for another scary story. As Jesus stepped out of the boat, a demoniac stormed out of the tombs, wild hair, bloody wrists, screaming at Jesus and then falling down at his feet. And picture the disciples as they gawk and gulp. And they can't say a word, but they probably already had one foot back into the boat. This demoniac was so scary, he couldn't live in a house, couldn't be around people. They tried to, to bind him with shackles and chains, but whenever the demon took control, he was so strong, he ripped them apart. They posted a guard to monitor his behavior, but he escaped out into the tombs. He was so controlled by demons that he was a threat to himself and anyone who came near. And now the man shrieked, What have you to do with me? Or as Professor Cloa translates it, Why don't you leave me alone, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? 
How did he know who Jesus is? When the disciples were still asking, he was a pagan, a wild man, possessed by an unclean spirit, a demon, in fact, a whole legion of demons, and they know who Jesus is, the Son of the Most High God. And they were terrified because they knew that they deserved damnation and to be sent into the eternal abyss. They were terrified of what Jesus would do to them, terrified of Jesus' power, terrified by his word, and they begged him not to torment them, but to let them enter into this herd of pigs. So Jesus gave them permission, and the demons had to obey. They came out of the man, entered the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea. And all the while, the demons and the pigs were squealing in terror. Now imagine the herdsmen watching this tragedy. All of their pigs, large herds, went wild and stampeded into the sea and were drowned. And so they fled in terror, and they told their scary story to anyone who would listen, but they really couldn't explain the mystery of, of what had taken place because they didn't know who Jesus is. And the townspeople... The Gerasenes, they should have been terrified. But like everyone who enjoys a scary story, they had to go out and see it for themselves. And so they went out and they found Jesus. And they found this man calmly sitting at Jesus' feet, clothed and in his right mind. But no one rejoiced with him. No one gave thanks for this healing miracle. Now they were all terrified. But terrified of what, a demoniac? This man had been possessed by demons and dangerous for years, and no one seemed to be bothered by that. By what, a herd of demonized pigs that had rushed into the sea and drowned and their bodies were still floating out on the lake? That didn't seem to shock them. You know what scared these people? They found this man sitting calmly at Jesus' feet, and they were afraid. And it wasn't just a little nervous or a little edgy. It was cold-blooded, weak in the knees, shaken in their sandals, fear. Luke tells that when they told how the demon-possessed man had been healed, all of the people of the region asked Jesus to leave them because they were seized with great fear. They were horrified. They were terrified. And that seems amazing. The Gerasenes could live with a crazy naked man living out in their cemetery but they asked Jesus to leave them alone. What frightened them wasn't the evil, but the good. Not the unholy, but the holy. They were comfortable with what should have scared the hell out of them, but frightened by the presence of Christ. 
Sinful people are always terrified in the presence of the Most High God. And so they ask Jesus to leave. You know what the scariest thing of all is? It's their story is our story because the problem facing us and our world is that we've become comfortable with evil. We've become desensitized to it all. Secretary William Bennett wrote, there was a time when society showed outrage at people's misconduct, but no more. We accept the flaws of others so easily that we accept their misconduct without hesitation. It's not that we forgive these people, we simply excuse their behavior. We have forgotten how to blush. We have no shame. So what happens when people feel no shame? The result is scary monsters who don't care about the pain and the carnage they inflict. Uncontrollable wild people, shrieking voices, dangerous places, exactly the world that we live in. Prophet Isaiah warned us. He said, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Martin Luther taught us to sing, though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, this world is a scary place. What happens to us? What happens to us when we become desensitized? What happens to us when we make peace with the devil? Do we gawk and gulp and remain silent? Or do we live in fear at the horror of sin all around us and the demons that tempt and torment us? And what about our own sin? Have we become comfortable with our own sin? Are we desensitized to it? Or are we horrified in the presence of the Most High and Holy God, knowing full well that we deserve eternal damnation, we deserve to be tormented in the abyss of hell eternally? Should we, all of us sinners, be afraid in the presence of Christ? Only in the horror of the cross is this fear taken away from us. The cross is the theater of the macabre. On the cross, the Son of God was shamed for us. He hung naked and tortured by men and by demons. His suffering and death was so gruesome and gory that people had to turn their faces away from him. On that cross, Jesus took upon himself all the sin, all the guilt and the shame, and all the wrath due to those who had spurned God's holy and perfect law, all of the horrors that you and I deserve. He suffered it all so that we might receive the blessings of forgiveness and cleansing and freedom and protection and victory over hell. 
The Gerizines all wanted Jesus to go away and leave them alone. But for the newly freed demoniac, this was a holy moment. This was a safe place. He was sitting at Jesus' feet. And he begged to go with Jesus. But Jesus said, no. Go back to your family and tell them how much God has done for you. So he went. And he told everyone exactly what Jesus had done for him. He knew who Jesus is, the Son of the Most High God. And there is the commissioning of the very first missionary before Jesus sent out the 72, before he even sent out the 12. He sent out a demoniac. One moment out of his mind, and the next moment in Christ. All he knew was that Jesus had scared the hell out of hell and had set him free from the demons that possessed him. And now he was going out in the world to simply tell everyone how much Jesus had done for him. Isn't it ironic that caught in the calm after the storm, the disciples were afraid and they were still asking, who is this Jesus? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The demons recognized who Jesus is and they shrieked in horror. The herdsmen were freaked out. They couldn't explain what had driven their, their pigs crazy, but they were fleeing in fear. The Gerizines were filled with great fear and they just wanted Jesus to go away. But today, with the demoniac, we cry out, what have you to do with us, Jesus? Why don't you leave us alone? And he answers that question at the cross. A grisly, gruesome, bloody cross. Here at the cross, we're caught up in the paradox. Here we see why he won't leave us alone. At the cross, we recognize just how much he loves us, that he came to save us, to set us free from our demons, and free from our sins, and free from the bondage to death and hell, and free from all of our fears. Here at the cross is a holy moment, a safe place for us, here at the cross, we recognize the truth of who Jesus is, the Son of the Most High God. Here at the cross is the story that he sends us out into the world to tell of just how much Jesus has done for us. Here at the cross, we don't have to be afraid anymore. In the name of Jesus, amen. Our service continues with hymn 533, Jesus has come and brings pleasure.